This episode of LIW The Walking Dead Comic Reviews brought to you by Barb Wire Tattoos. Reminding everybody, you're a real badass. LIW, The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello everybody, welcome to LIW, The Walking Dead Comic Review. Chapter 24 today, Life and Death. That's the episode title, or the chapter title rather. I guess it could be the episode title too, kind of the same thing. The episodes are named after the chapters. Holy shit, I'm Phoenix West. Anyway, uh, this episode is going to be... I think it's going to be a lot longer than the last one. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. This one sets up a lot of stuff, and I'm kind of mad i got to wait a long time now to read any more, because this is as far as the hardcover books go. I'm not sure how up-to-date this is with the current comics. I don't pay attention to the issues. I just do the chapters. And by the chapters, I mean the two chapters combined into the hardcover black books. Book number 12. That's as far as I've gone. I don't know how far along they are in the real series, how far after the story they went. I don't know. I don't know, people. Stop asking me. Who? Nobody's asking me. Anyway, uh, this one starts off with Ezekiel. He's clearing the dead out. He's just killing a bunch of dudes. And you see that, oh, he's looking good. getting a little grayer. Looks cool, though. He still looks like George Clinton. Uh, Rick meets him. They talk about these trades that they want to do, how Rick has a big surplus of ammo. Um, and he wants more lumber from Dwight, who's the head of the sanctuary, because he took over for Negan. Uh, they, I don't know what Ezekiel is exactly doing. What he, what part of the trade he's for? I don't clearing out the dead. I don't know. Is he there for security? I don't know. Uh, they have all the horses. It seems. I, I don't assume they. It would appear that they're there for like patrol, like basically guards. This, that's what it, my best guess. They don't say. Uh, Carl finally meets up with the Whisperers, and they all leave together. Like the Whisperers, just like, all right, come on, come along with us. That's fine. You know, Alpha has a plan. She doesn't reveal it to him yet, so we're in the dark. Uh, they introduce finally, since since the new beginning started, this new section of Walking Dead. Basically, after they killed Negan, is the that's where the first or not killed him, but took over. When the, once they defeated Negan, a second section starts, which is the the new beginning where, where they built up Alexandria, they built up the hilltop, they built all these places, and they all have trades and they work together, and it's heaven on earth basically as far as the rest of the planet goes. I assume it's more than just America. Wouldn't it be weird if it was just America? With the zombies, like, the zombies couldn't cross the border. That'd be fucking cool. Is this just an American epidemic? Someone perpetrated it like China did. Anyway, uh, holy shit, random topic. Anyway, they, they're they all together. This is the second section. And for the first time, they show us Michonne. And she's introduced, and she looks like the girl from Black... Or what's it called? No, uh, I was going to say Black Flag, the video game. I wasn't being racist. They, the... It's a the Black Flag sequel for P- PS Vita, Vita, whatever I pronounce that. The uh, I think it's called Liberation. The black black female character. She looks like her now. She's dressed like a fucking pirate, and she's on a boat. 
and uh, it's weird. She's on a boat with another dude named Pete. Uh, Pete the pirate, I guess. Um, she kind of explains that she talks to Rick, and she kind of explains that she left Ezekiel. Um, and how there's much more fish without all the fucking people eating the ocean up. Um, she she left him. She left Ezekiel because she doesn't feel like she deserves to be happy. Because, oh, excuse me. Because when she was on Earth, she left her kids behind to focus on her career as a lawyer, and she never went back. Went back to see if her kids survived the, the apocalypse. So she still doesn't know. She doesn't think she deserves happiness because of that. Michonne is easily one of the most irritating characters once you get to know her. But then when they don't reveal anything about her, I, I kind of forget about her because all she does is kill. And I don't want her to die. I don't want anything to happen to her. But when they do talk about her, I get bored easily. So it's a really, really weird predicament for predicament for her. I don't, I don't know what to do with her. I feel like that's what Robert Kirkman says himself every time he writes. What do I do with her? That's why she hasn't been in the last two chapters. Two or three chapters, what the fuck it is. She... I, I don't know what to do with her. I talked about this before in the show. I don't know what she should do. Because every time they open her up, I want them to close it back up. And if she's too closed for so long, too long, I just want them to open up. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what's in there. It's like a... It's what I call the yoo effect. And that is... Yoo-hoo chocolate drinks are only for people who haven't had a Yoo-hoo chocolate drink in a while. And they go, oh, I think I like those. Yeah, I'll get one. And they drink it and like, oh, it's dog shit. Oh, yeah. I did. Last time I got this, it was dog shit, too. Uh, now I remember. And then a year later, they go, oh, Yoo-hoo. I like Yoo-hoo, right? I like, I get, I've bought those before. Those are fine. And then, oh, yeah, shit. It's just that. That's what the Michonne. Michonne is the Yoo-hoo drink for me. And it's not because she's black. And chocolate. And no, 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 stop being racist, okay? Why do we have so many racist listeners? God damn. Anyway, she's a fucking pirate, which is cool if you're into that. I'm not. So I imagine people think it's cool. I don't like pirates. Pirates are fucking dumb. I'm not six anymore. Anyway, they Rick asked her to go to the fair, which they're all preparing for. It's what Andrea's been talking about for the whole fucking time. Uh, they have a debate... Back at Hilltop, it's weird to have to separate where everything is because there's four different factions now. They don't spend any time at the Sanctuary ever, so luckily I don't have to do that. But they And they don't really go to the Kingdom, so I have to keep track of Hilltop or Alexandria. And Maggie's at Hilltop, so this is a Hilltop. They have to debate whether they want to kill Gregory. And... It's kind of like a real... Because it is dangerous to have him around at all. Because he will never stop lying. He will never stop trying to overthrow them. He's such a squirrely asshole bitch. Yeah, I said it. But the dude survived when Negan threw him off the second story cement concrete slab. Whatever the fuck. He landed on that and just ran all the way back home to the hilltop. The dude's a survivor. So... They have to do something, because he will just keep going. He's like a fucking cockroach. That's right, I said like cappuccino, but slower. They, I don't know what to do with him, you know? So they're like, oh, we, I think we have to kill him. But she doesn't want to. Maggie doesn't want to, at least. And Maggie also decides that Carl is on his own, because he ran off, and they can't, they can't... He ran off on his own knowingly, so why should we send men who might die to look for him when he doesn't want to come back? So... 
That's what they're they are there. Carl is taken to the Whisperer Village. He sees how massive it is. It is a large village. Um, he still doesn't have skin, zombie skin. Speaking of which, I'm being stared at by zombie skin. Right now, I just I just bought right before I recorded the Fallout Four Xbox system. I, I, I said I would never move on, but here I am moving on to the next generation. And there's also, so I bought the little pop vinyl dudes. I got the Pip-Boy dude, and then I, I bought the, uh, oh my god, I'm blinking. Why am I blinking? The uh, feral, feral ghoul. I bought him, and he has how many skin, he looks like a zombie. He's just staring at me from across the room. Really freaky. They have those beady, those large black eyes. He has white eyes, and he's just staring at me. Really creepy. Getting kind of hard. So so confusing now. I need to stop looking at him. I'm just staring into his eyes for some reason. Anyway, Carl is, sees how big it is, the village. And that's it. That's really how they say there. Uh, Maggie interviews people about Gregory. He talks to, like, Tammy slash Claudette, whoever the fuck her name is. Her hillbilly husband, who looks like he was a huge NASCAR fan and still hasn't moved on from it being gone. He, he looks like uh, Boomhauer from that shitty show, King of the Hill. Yeah, can we... Stop pretending like King of the Hill was the greatest show ever, and it was funny. It was a cast of characters that were all equally as irritating as they are unfunny. And I love Mike Judge. I do. I, I even give Beavis and Butthead a pass. It's, it's, for the time, it was a great show. Uh, Office Space is an amazing movie. It really is one of the best comedies ever made. Idiocracy, I feel the same way about it. People don't like it as much as Office Space. I get that, but it's so fucking clever and amazing. King of the Hill is such a shitty show. And, and, and by that, I mean it took over for some shows that were way better than it. Then it, it, it had no business being on, on the air following The Simpsons. It, it was uh, just, just terrible. I can watch it, but uh, you kind of go, how is this on the air for like 11 or 12 years? Like way too long. Ugh, I don't get it. Whatever. It's like peanuts for me. I don't like... How did that fucking shit comic last that long? Terrible. Not funny. Whatever. Um, like I said, Maggie's interviewing people, and she, they all kind of admit that they... Gregory led them into this. And she decides that Gregory has to die, because otherwise there will be another revolt. Uh, they go back to Olivia, and she's in charge of bathing Negan. Uh, which is weird because he's they let him bathe. I don't know. Just why don't you just slide the water into his cell? Let him do it there. I don't know. They do it outside the cell under two guys holding guns to him. <laughs> kind of weird. She does this thing where it's very obvious, but in a movie you would be less obvious. But she goes, "Oh, won't lock. Oh, no, no. There we go. I got it." <laughs> and walks away, and I'm like, "That lo- that's not locked." But I'm like, "Why isn't it locked? Is she doing it on purpose or an accident? What the fuck happened?" It's weird. Uh, Dwight talks to Rick. Tells him he doesn't want to be in charge anymore. He doesn't like being a leader. And Rick's like, dude, you fucking took over. These people follow you. It doesn't matter if you're a good leader. Like, just be a leader. It doesn't matter what you want. You'll get used to it. I got used to it. Blah, blah, blah. If you really don't want to be a leader, have an election. Don't just hand it over to somebody. Make Let everybody else decide in the sanctuary. The uh, there's a fun little bit there where Aaron and Heath they kind of make fun of everybody at the sanctuary for being weirdos, and then they talk to a dude, and he's like, "I just slip away," and he slides. Dwight slips away in the shadows, and he's like, "Like I said, fucking weirdos. They're all weird. They are. I don't know if they're any more weird than the people at the kingdom, though. 
who ride horseback and th- thought that Ezekiel was a king. I don't know. Uh, so I guess that's up to them to decide, and they, they decided that. So I'll believe them. Rick finds Negan when he gets back. He goes to talk to him. Uh, Andrea makes fun of him from calling calling Negan his his boyfriend. Rick gets a little mad about that. He goes downstairs to find him, and he sees that the cell is wide open. And Negan's like, "Yeah, I, I'm here. I didn't run off, and it's really gonna drive you nuts being paranoid. Like, did I did I rig your houses to blow up? Did I do something to your house? Did I? You're gonna think about this nonstop. I'm just fucking with you. I didn't. I really didn't do anything. I didn't leave. This. I want to build trust. And Rick's like, I don't trust you at all, motherfucker. Like, I don't know where they're going with this Negan plotline because that's pretty much the end of it. Rick closes the cell, tells me doesn't, he's not ever going to trust him. And, and uh, Negan's like, really? Why not? Like, fuck you, dude. Like, you know what? Before you have fun being your fucking king or what, your leader, before you remember that when you're tearing that lady's head off that you're just a fucking asshole because he thinks he's going to threaten to kill Olivia, which he kind of does later. But I just don't know where they're going with this. Are they going to have Negan later get out and save them? Or is... Negan gonna get out and help the Whisperers. I don't know. They don't answer this by the end of this comic, so I don't know what they're gonna do with the Negan stuff. Interesting though. I don't. There's so many possibilities, and I don't want to know before it happens. So don't spoil that shit for me, assholes. I don't know why I attacked you. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <sighs> so Rosita tells everybody that she's pregnant. She's all preggers. And she says, me and Eugene are having a baby. I don't know why she talks like that. And she just did right now. And it's a big moment. And then Eugene still looks like a depressing sack of shit that he always is. He just can't muster up the excitement even for this. And I know it's not his baby and he feels weird. But, like, I know why she doesn't like him. I don't blame her. He seems like a miserable sack of shit. Just all the time, right? Holy shit, dude. And later, Rick tells Andrea... They have a little conversation about why he didn't kill Negan, and she thinks he should. And they want he's like, oh, we need to do it. You know, remain civilized. We don't. We're not like them. We're, we're better than that. We can do good things. And then it cuts immediately to Gregory hanging by his neck, and it's fucking awesome. I want to frame that 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 image because it is brutal. His tongue's out of his mouth. His eyes are rolled back, and he's just like, oh, I'm gonna spit all over. It's fucking brutal. It is a disgusting image. Anyway, at the Whispers camp, they don't wear the skin. They don't need to. They're at a camp. They're safe. And then a man's skinning a zombie and then gets the skin. And she's like, he's like, this is your size, Lydia. How about you want, you want this? And she's like, yeah, I'll take it. Ah. I was like, holy shit. Like, she's really into this, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they did with her old skin. They, uh, Maggie goes to Alexandria and she talks to Siddick. Um, the big black dude who t- works with Andrea for the fair thing. She tells, or he tells her that he was the one that came up from Miami and discovered all the shipping stuff. And so basically he's responsible for all the fishing and stuff. So he's a really, he should be like getting his dick sucked nonstop. Because if I was in the apocalypse eating canned beans and fucking ramen and whatever lasts that long, just disgusting food. I would suck the dick of the guy who got me a fresh salmon, like a sockeye salmon, in like garlic, and or lemon. Some, there's lemon trees, right? 
If he made me that meal, I would suck his dick till till there's nothing left in there. I would just go to town on it. And this guy should just be there should be a line around the block. Uh, I don't know if he was solely responsible, but he should get a couple years with the free BJ's out of this. I would I would charge a BJ for a a fish every fish. That that seems fair, right? I don't. And I'm not going to force you. If you don't want to fish, don't. That's fine. All right. You don't have to blow it. That's fine. That's up to you. It's delicious. It's flaky. It's tender. You know, a little tartar sauce. Amazing. Uh, you know, if you don't want to, that's fine. I'll take my fish elsewhere. See who else is interested. Maybe the village up the road's interested. Oh, what's that? Now you're ready? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's how that would go. Uh, Maggie tells Rick that Carl left, and he freaks out, obviously. So... And he, when he calms down, he brings himself, obviously, Andrea, Dante, and Michonne to go after them, to go get Carl back. And there's a whole back and forth between Dante and Maggie because they're they're having a little, you know, they're getting they're getting closer. She's uh he's not Asian, but she she's willing. I think she's willing at this point. She likes the flirty thing. I don't know if she actually likes him. She just likes that he's flirting with her, which you know, in this world, take what you can get, I guess. During the fair, finally it happens, the Alpha from the Whisper sneaks in and poses as a person that lives, a new person from Alexandria, and she's talking to, what's the fucking name, the the blacksmith, I forget his name right now. Anyway, she's talking to him, and she's like, oh, I'm new here, and he's like, that's weird, I don't trust her, to Ezekiel. What the fuck is his name? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Uh... So she's basically scouting this place, and she's kind of like, what are they up to here? How do they live? While she has Carl, the rest of the people. Um, Pete tells, uh, excuse me, Ezekiel, and he pulls him to the side, and he's like, hey, Michonne, I know she acts like a tough nut, but, you know, you know, you're, just go for it, man, just go for it, just don't, don't give up. You can probably get her, just go, just, just go talk to her. And he's like, oh, really? Yeah, we'll do it. And you're like, oh, that's adorable. Ezekiel's adorable. And then the whispers. They find, Rick and the group find the Whispers, and the Whispers find them, and then they, they take Rick to the camp, and they leave the three behind. Uh, so Rick is there by himself, pretty much. Um, interesting, and it's important for later to know where everybody is, because it does come into play, because when you're reading it, you're like, oh shit, like later on. So I'll get there. Meanwhile, back at camp, at the, the fair, Rosita's buying a bunch of clothes. Her and Eugene are talking about it, and Eugene goes and gets a CB radio. And I wrote that down in my notes because I'm not sure if that's going to come up later. I assume Eugene's going to f- hear a voice on the radio, and then later they'll go try to find it. I assume that's what they're setting up. But again, I don't know. So I don't know what's important at this point because I don't know what's beyond this. So I'm mentioning it here. If I wasted your time... You shouldn't be listening to podcasts, because those are a waste of time. What's wrong with you? Says the man sitting alone at a desk in an office. In his own studio. Oh, shit, what am I doing in my life? I'm a failure. I'm a fraud, the hell now. Oh, Alpha has a sword covered in blood when she gets back. and shows Rick. She's like, I encountered some trouble on the road. And Rick freaks out. And he wants his son back. He's like Harrison Ford now. Give me back my son! Um, instead of his wife. Anyway, who's dead? They, Alpha leads Rick to a rooftop, and she's like, 
you know, I know you think you guys are badasses and everything, but just know, and she brings him up there, and she's like, we're, we're fine. Like, we're a threat to you. You're not a threat to us. And you see the massive zombie Woodstock that's happening behind them. It is a, like, six and a half, seven football fields of just zombies and people. Because they, they look like zombies, they can just walk amongst the zombies and so it's like a full army of zombies and people. And the people can... When you think about the uh, how this would work in battle, the people could just steer the zombies somewhere else. If enough of them go one way, the zombies would just follow them. So it really is kind of terrifying. They can get the zombies to, do, to go anywhere. It's like a remote control, pretty much. It's terrifying. And there's so many. There's thousands of these things. And you don't know how many humans are in there. Terrifying. Uh, that's kind of the scariest part of it is you would not know someone is a zombie. So you're like, oh, oh wait a second. And then that person's stabbing you. you. You wouldn't know how what the urgency should be for every single zombie. You just wouldn't know which one to kill first. Like which one's more of a threat. Because it could be walking slower, but the second you turn your back, it's running at you and stabbing you. You don't know. Terrifying. Just like the crawlers for me. Terrifying. Anyway, they... Ophia kicks... Lydia out of the group because she's soft and she doesn't want to be raped anymore. Ugh. She kicks her out of the group because rape hurts, is what she says. It's like, it hurts. She's like, rape, we give it such a negative word. It really, you know, it's how we, you know, we breed. We have to do it. It's what every animal does. They don't call it rape when it's animals. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so she's like, hey, Rick, take her and take your son and get the fuck out of here. And you kind of realize... She's like, we don't let soft people be here. She's soft. She needs to leave. And you realize she actually does want her to leave on her own because she knows it's better. And you realize what she does next is also to protect her daughter. She, she, she makes Rick take her daughter under the guise that they don't want weak people, but really she wants her daughter to be safer, and those people are safer than the whispers are. So, hey, take her. I want to make it sound like... I don't want her here, though, so she doesn't come back for me or us or miss us at all. Anyway, uh, she also tells Rick that they marked the border between their lands. And Rick's like, what the fuck does that mean? And they run off. And you think it's going to be, you know, the group that he left behind, like Michonne, Andrea, and Dante dead. But it's actually much, much worse because Rick finds the markers, and it's a, a, a on a fence posts, just lining for like a mile, are heads on the on top of the posts. And you see what they are. And it's fucking cool the way they did it. They would have a head on top, and then below it, it would be the people at the fair, because they kidnapped them from the, the fair at Alexandria. It's people below the head of the dead person talking about where that person is. Like, oh, I don't know where Olivia is. I saw her over here. And then you realize there's a lot of dead people on this post. It's um, Olivia, Josh, Carson. Not Dr. Carson, but the first Carson. The one that worked with Negan, I think. Or, no, I don't remember where he was. It doesn't matter. Um, Tammy or Claudette. They said her name is Tammy after I thought it was already Claudette. And originally I thought it was Tammy. So I don't know who the fuck Claudette is. Um, anyway, Tammy, Luke, Aaron, Ken, Amber, Larry, Oscar, Rosita, 
which means no more baby for Eugene. And they killed a pregnant lady and decapitated her and stuck her head in a pole. And they're all zombies. So they're all still dead or alive, I guess. Dead alive, whatever you want to call them. And then they show dreads. Like a shadow of dreads and they all stare at it. And I was like, oh, fucking, they killed Michonne. She was useless anyway, but like, at this point she is useless. I'm sorry. But I was like, oh man, what brutal way to get rid of a main character. And then they cut to it and it was uh, Ezekiel. I was like, oh, good curveball comic. That was good. That was a good one. I liked it. Fucking brutal. I know that this one's called Life and Death, but I feel like this should be called Whispers in the Screams, which is the chapter of the previous chapter, the title of the previous chapter, rather. They should have titled this one that. I don't get why that one's called that when there's no screams in it. This one's fucking brutal, and it ends on such a horrible note for the characters that it was amazing. So the only character they introduced was Pete. I don't, I don't remember who he was at this point. Uh, but they kill a whole lot of characters. Like, think of the main characters they just killed. Rosita. She's been around for a long time. Like a while. Um, she's been around since Chapter 9. They killed Oscar, who just got introduced. Larry just got introduced. Amber was only from... She's one of Negan's wife. She's from Chapter 18. Uh, most of the people just kind of knew. Olivia's been around since Chapter 12, though. She's she's a major character. So Rosita and Olivia and Ezekiel. Ezekiel's only been around since Chapter 18, but he's a major character, though. He's a, he's a head. <laughs> he's literally just a head now, so... Anyway, that is the end of the chapter. So now I have to wait a whole goddamn while. And I did the math on the, one of the previous shows, and it's a year. I don't know why I thought it was... For some reason, I thought each chapter was made up of 12 comics, but it's each book is made up of 12, so each chapter is made of 6. Blah. Math. You get the math. You know how that works. Uh, anyway, so I, I have to wait a year. I don't know how far along into that process we are right now. I don't know. I hope it's not long. I, I don't like having to wait. I might just go out and buy the chapter books when they come out. That way I can just keep doing these and keep up on the comics. I don't like having every issue. It seems really fucking expensive. I don't know. I, I might do it. We'll find out. Anyway, that's the end of this one. Uh, go to loiteringinwonderland.com. Loitering in Wonderland. Go there, listen to their podcast. 11 shows. Buy a book. $5 book. You know, poetry books. I have a comedy book on there. 100 Things That'll Burn in Hell. It's fun. Two poetry books and a novel. Go buy them. Five bucks. Can't go wrong. I also have signed copies, of physical copies of one of them, full circle. I think I got 20, 25 bucks somewhere in there. I will send them right to you. I will do whatever you want onto it. I will put it against whatever body part you you ask. So, yeah, send those requests to loiteringinwonderland at gmail.com. Share our show with your friends, loved ones, and enemies. Or leave them on gravestones if they're already dead. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. So, you know, find us there. Share with your friends. Until next time, and in the meantime, I am Phoenix West. So long, citizens.